0: Well, I tried to um, keep it. Yeah, sure. Um, when you texted me, you know, I, th- I thought about it in the context of healing again and just um, didn't really know. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. and drive to the Piney Woods and help my brother at, at his land. And so I got home and Candace was like, you know, what are you talking about? I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Like I thought, you know, my whole drive up there and back, I'm going to be able to. And I just didn't know, and then um but as I was reading, I came across a scripture that really kind of contrasted one of my favorite scriptures in the bible, and so it's you know it just got me thinking about a can versus a will, right, so like an ability versus a desire, and whenever we think about the context of of healing in and, and what that looks like, and so um I remember I worked with this guy for a long time, and I would, you know, hey, can you help me? Yes. And then he wouldn't do anything. Because you didn't ask, will I help you? You asked, can I help you? Yes, I can. I have the physical ability to do it. That's not what you asked me. Uh, Or you didn't ask me if I I would, if I was willing to do so. So uh, It used to get on my nerves. Oh, I hated that. But um, so in Mark chapter 9, after the Mount of Transfiguration, we were talking about this week, and, man, there's just so much... I just love that, that everything that's going on around that. But um, that's not it. It's when he came down. Um, So he's, so Jesus is coming down off the mountain with his disciples. And, you know, there's this, there's this ruckus going on at the bottom of the mountain. And um, Jesus comes up and in verse 16, you know, what are you arguing about with them? And so we we see this boy who has this demon and they're trying to cast out. It's not working out for him. And um, so I'm just going to pick it up in verse 20. They brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, when it saw Jesus, immediately it convulsed the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I love this. If you can do anything, if you can't compassion on us, And Jesus' response, if you can, like, with an exclamation, like, what do you mean, if I can? All things are possible to those who believe. And it's almost like he immediately throws it back on the man, on the Father. Right? Like, I can. I have the ability to do anything. But, um, and, and the man's response is one of my favorite verses. Like, I've, I've been trying to get Candace to put this on my wall forever, but I believe, but help my unbelief. Man, I love that. Like, Mark. Mark 9. Mark 9. Um, and so, so that's the can, right? Like Jesus' ability to do something. Not that the guy, not that he was questioning Jesus' ability. But, but the can there, the word that, the, that's used in the Greek, that's what it translates from. It's, it's the ability to do something. If you have the ability to do something for us, have compassion. And Jesus' response just put it right back on him. And I love that. I love that. Um, But if we go to Luke, that's Luke, Jeffrey, Luke, right after Mark, chapter 5, we have a contrast. We have a contrast from, from the can. We have a contrast from the ability. And the contrast is the will of God. It's the will of Christ. And so in Luke chapter five, verse 12, it says, while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he begged him. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched him. and said, I will be clean. In Mark, we're dealing with Jesus's ability. Jesus is God, he's holy, he's fully, he's entirely God. He has the ability to do anything. And it just reminds me of what that old man used to tell me all the time, yes I can. But you didn't ask me if I can, you asked me, or you, you didn't ask me if I will, you asked me if I can. I have the ability to. And here it's like, man, it's just a reminder. Jesus has the desire, his will. That word translates the desire. He has the desire to make him clean. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about this, right? Because we're talking about healing. We're talking about shame. We're talking about all these things. And it's hard to quantify, right? Because Jesus does stuff differently. You know, we want so bad for there to be this really tight box and Jesus fits into it. And he always does everything the exact same way every time we have a formula. And that's called religion, right? We create formulas and it's, and it's just, it's called religion. Jesus doesn't do that. You know, he responds to, to the situation. He responds to the heart of the people. Both of these men were in desperate need of something. Both of them got what they were in desperate need of, right? Neither one of them walked away like the rich young ruler, disheartened. But it's that, it's that where, the, where the question comes from, it's where that request comes from, is, is when I look at what Jesus can do versus what he wants to do man, it, like, it really starts changing my perspective. It really starts changing what I think about Jesus, what I think about the cross, like what it has the ability to do versus what it has the desire to do. Right. And in 2 Peter 3.9, we see what the desire is, right? He, say, he, says, that, he says in 2 Peter 3.9 that God's not slow as you think of slowness, right? right? He's patient. Why is he patient? Because he wants more and more. He, God is not, like the song, like he's not okay with just a little bit. He's not okay. He wants more. He wants all of us. And you know, the interesting thing about that verse in 2 Peter is to think smaller, right? Like whenever, whenever we read that, it's and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm like certain, like I'm not, I know what the context is, but, but for me, right? God's patient because he wants more. Right? He's not okay with just a little bit. And that's for me too, right? Like in me. I heard this really cool um story today. This story about like our life being kind of like a conference table in an, in in an office. And there's a chair there for every aspect of our life. There's the there's the the chair for our working self, our carnal and sexual self and our hobbies and our and our habits and our desires and our family. And we have this misconception that when we accept Christ, we give him a chair at the table. But that's not it, right? Christ is the fulfillment of every single chair. Like and, and he he ended it by saying, in essence, Jesus comes in and he fires everybody. Just comes in and he yeah. fires everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Clears the room, right? Because God wants more of me, you know, and I find it so easy to to look at Jesus and say, you know, can you versus will you, right? Take this from me. Take this from me. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not taking away from, from what God does physically. And I know he does, but for me, from my heart, I know you, there's a can, but there's a will. Yeah. If you're willing, take this from me. Um, I'm going to jump over to Hebrews chapter 12. You know, Christ is, man, it, it, never, it never ceases to amaze me in that response. Like, I'm willing. I will. Just just that simple. I will. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were just talking about, like, works and faith and faith without works and how sometimes we get it backwards. We think our works are going to generate faith, when in reality what's happening is our faith in Christ is generating works. We can't help but but do these things. The love of Christ compels us to do these things. And in chapter 12 of Hebrews, it starts off, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I love that because it reminds me of um, a verse that pastor Adam had last time, right? Like these works that were prepared beforehand. They're already there. We just have to walk in them, right? But in in verse two, he says this, he says, looking to Jesus and and in ESV, it says the founder and perfecter of our faith. I love what the King James says, Says the author, the author and finisher, the author and finisher of our faith. He started it and he's finishing it. Like everything I will ever be is because he will because he has the desire for me to be that. Of course he has the ability, but he has the desire. He has the desire, Like, and, and, it, and it's so important because, because you can have the ability to do something, right? There's people that are crafted, in, in, in doctors, they have the ability to, to treat somebody, but they have to have that desire too, right? They have to have that desire to want to see you well, want to see you better. And so we look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Like, what is, and, and so I started thinking about this, like, what is the will of the Father? What is the will of the Son? It, it's, it's salvation, right? It, it, it's salvation for the world. Um, I think that's uh, John 6:40. Says I came to do the I came to do the will of the Father, and it's to, it's to see us like Jesus just knew what was coming right like he's on the other side of it and that's why the cross is okay, the cross is okay with him and in in, in Isaiah where it says that by his stripes were healed, you know I think it's easy to think about like the the crucifixion of Jesus as as it and that's it right like like i knew i knew nothing among you but christ crucified but what led up to the cross i think pastor chris mentioned this verse this week like he set his face like a flint he's like i'm not turning back i'm not i'm not turning away i'm setting my face like a flint toward towards the cross towards calvary but by his stripes were healed. And like, man, I was looking and reading about just the utensils they used on Jesus. I'm sure you've seen the passion of the Christ, which I think just does a morbid job of, of showing what that looked like of what he went through, what he was willing to endure and what Hebrew says for the joy that was set before him, yeah. right? For this assembly of saints, this global assembly of saints one day we'll be singing these songs in heaven with him, right? Or, or rather to him, I'm sorry, um, to unite all things back to himself, to unite all things. Man, it's so easy, you know, to think about me and, 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 and what he's doing for me. And I'm sick all the time. And Candice, I were joking the other day with, with one of our brothers here. It's like you're sick all the time and you want God to heal you, but you won't change anything. You don't want to change what you're doing so it's kind of that can he yes but his will is to see you change from the inside out right it's it's to see you changing deep 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 talks about repentance right like the message of christ was to come and seek and save the lost and the message of the gospel is repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and i heard somebody say this it may have been pastor chris it may have been somebody else Uh, we'll just give you the credit um, <laughs> um, but it said like repentance is not so much about turning away from something as it is turning towards something when we fix our mind when we start to fix our mind when when we allow this like can he versus will he his will is to change us from the inside the the abilities you know we we look to his abilities we look to the cans on the outside like can you fix this can you help me with this can you get my bills paid can you can you take care of this or this but will you change me from the inside will you come in 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 the verse last week about getting like putting his seed in our heart will you change will you change me from the inside will you change me from the inside out and when he starts to do that, man, like our life just begins to change, right? Like it begins to change, not because, not just because he can do something, but because he wants to do something. And what Paul says in, um, in I'm sorry, Ephesians 2.20, um, right, the, the run in the race that's set before us, like, man, these things, they're, they're just, these works are set out for us and we just walk in them and because his desire is to see us doing that, we don't look back at the old self. We crucify it, right? We put it to death. We, we, it's not as much a battle. Jeffrey and I had a really cool conversation one day about like, why do we not battle with certain sin anymore? It's, it's these things dying, right? It's these things, it's these things falling off of us and and just, and just bleeding away. And in Galatians, 220, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Like, here it is. Like, the culmination of, of Christ's will while we're here on earth is that I would die to self and that He would live through me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. That I would completely relinquish control of myself. His desire is to remake us, to, to make a new creation, to. to to put away all the things that cause death in us and heal us. Again, it's just, man, it's just fixing our mind on what we really want Him to do for us. Like, can I? Yeah. You want your bills paid? Okay. Like, if, if, if the greatest thing God ever did for me was keep my bills paid, like, what a miserable life I'll have. <laughs> what a miserable existence I'll have. But we go from one need to the next, never really being satisfied because because we're just worried about what he can do and not what his desire to do is. I love, um, there, there's, a, there's a letter from, I don't know, the, the first century. It's one of my favorite things because it's like one of the first examples outside of the gospel or outside of the, the context of scripture that we see. Christians referenced in how they're living their life. And it's when Pliny writes to Trahan. He's like, look, I, got, I need to figure out what to do with these guys. They're, you know, the temples are empty. All these pagan temples are empty. Entire cities were coming to know Christ. This amazing move was going on. I think he wrote this letter around 100. It's the second century. I'm sorry. But in it, he says, they're accustomed to meet on a fixed day before dawn and sing responsively a hymn to Christ as to a God. And to bind themselves by an oath, not to do some crime, but not to commit fraud, theft, adultery, falsify their trust, nor refuse to return a trust when called upon to do so. What I love about this letter is he's confused because they're not their oath isn't that they won't do something wrong; it's that their character represents something higher, and, and, and it has like I don't you know what I mean like there's there's this angst in him because religion is supposed to be about doing and about being and ability and for them it was all about this will of God to change who you are on the inside and so now I'm starting to exhibit I'm starting to to represent not not my ability but but my will changing to the character of God it's changing to be like God what are you what are you Okay, well, God is faithful. I'm going to be faithful. What are you? God is just. I'm going to be just. What are you? God is everything that God represents. I want to take that. I want God to come in and in, in the Holy Spirit to plant that seed deep, deep, deep down, in, down inside of me. So that as years go, it starts to push out all the dead things. And it starts to bear that fruit. And for me, like, man, that, that's the difference between the, the, the can In the will. The difference between the can and the will is canny, yes, like yes, but it's it's superficial versus the will. The leprosy that's all over us, right? Like our spirit is just leprous. It's just, it's stained. And that will, that desire to go in deeper and start to change us from the inside out, like I want to ask that. I want to ask about his desire, not just his ability. I know what his abilities are. I've read the book. read the the first book tells us some abilities that go so far beyond our cosmic or or our carnal understanding but i want to know his heart i want to know his desire and then i want to i want to not only receive that but then emulate that to the world around me Amen? amen is that okay yeah all right well god um i just thank you for for your word god i thank you that um that you're still speaking I thank you that you're still speaking to me God God that you're still getting me to 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 change my eyes from myself back onto you that you're getting me to change my eyes from from my circumstances to my heart from from the ability to the desire God I pray that you just continue your work in in your church God in in this group in ever grace God that that it goes beyond what we can do and what we desire to do, God, that we're emulating you in our community, in our state, in our nation, in our world, God, that we are conscious of everything that your desire is for the world. God, we pray for, for our brothers and sisters all over the world right now, God, that are, that are just in, in dire need of something. God and I pray that their, that their request is for your is for your will if you will. We thank you Father, we love you in Jesus name. Amen.